Hi, everyone. Welcome to the latest of the Overboard Network, a Below Deck podcast. Tonight, we cover episode eight of season nine of Below Deck, titled Compliments of Captain Lee's Travel Agency. In this week's episode, Jessica continues to struggle, deck crew attempt to master the slide, Heather considers a mustache ride, but also has a major slip up. We'll go over who won and who lost the episode, our question of the week, and finish out with life advice, this time around navigating a workplace romance. Before I bring in my co-captain, Sean, here, I want to read an apology that Heather has publicly issued related to the racial slur that she used on the show. She stated, I am sorry for the hurt my ignorance caused Raina in tonight's episode. While I apologize to Raina throughout the season, I cannot express enough how truly remorseful I am. Part of my responsibility as chief stewardess is to provide a welcoming, safe environment for the crew, and I fell short. Over the past nine months since this episode was filmed, I have learned how my words and actions can affect others and how I vow to do better in the future. You know, Sean, clearly this was not acceptable for Heather to say this. Uh, Agreed. Slur. Yeah. Uh, based on the apology and the wording there, it seems like both Raina and Heather continue to be on the boat for the rest of the season. However, we, we do not know the nature of the relationship that they have going forward. I have no expectations for how this plays out. And all I can hope is that this is a learning lesson for anyone that needs it. If I'm pulling a snippet from Heather, uh, it's also important to mention that Raina went to social media after the episode aired, not to issue a formal statement, but to respond to comments on her Instagram story, which lead me, led me to believe that she does not take Heather's apology as sincere. It seems like Raina has a problem with how Eddie, Captain Lee, and Bravo handle the situation. And also says, quote, it really impacted me moving forward. I start to become discouraged and unhappy. Obviously, based on how the episode ended, we don't know how this is going to unfold, but we will over the next few weeks. This is a heavy issue. And, you know, this show is meant to be lighthearted and fun. It's probably not the best medium to tackle such a heavy and important issue that, you know, we are having as a country, a world. Uh, Sean and I both continue to support anyone who needs it when it comes to any form of harassment. And I, and we agree that this should not be tolerated. John, very well said. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sean, welcome into a, you know, little heavy start to this episode. Right. Um, you know, I, I think it's probably maybe appropriate to just start at the very top of this episode because we're going to get into a little bit of what we just talked about throughout it. Uh, but the episode starts with Eddie, Jake and Raina. Um, you know, uh, obviously, Jake and Raina's having a argument there that the guests can hear. And, you know, Daddy Eddie's coming in here to uh, <laughs> you know, lay down the law a little bit. So, you know, kind of what were, what were your thoughts there? I know we're going to this is actually I think going to be a little bit more of a heavier Eddie episode than we're thinking about because now we get to see him as a uh, chief officer a little, little bit more and how he's doing there. Yeah, I th I liked him at the start because he basically just tells Jake, you know, he's trying to get them to, to stop talking and, you know, they're with an earshot of guests. I think they're, you're arguing about putting coffee cups away. It's just a pretty dumb argument regardless. It's not to have a molehill. And, I, you know, Eddie does tell Jake, hey, maybe you say it nicer. But, like, Jake has a point. Every time Jake tells Raina to do something, she gives him shit about it. Like, without fail. Yeah. So, 
kind of, I don't know, yeah, I kind of feel for Jake here. I mean, Jake is also nitpicky. And I think we should bring up, you know, after that, the three of them sort of talk and Eddie calms them down. Rena talks to Wes about it. And like Wes agrees, yeah, Jake needs to work on his delivery a little. But Wes ultimately thinks that Rena's overreacting. Like, this isn't that bad. Yeah, I think this, in this point in the episode, you know, Raina has an issue with Jake. I think she's starting to have an issue with Eddie as well because it, in her eyes, Eddie is always taking Jake's side. So she right. definitely feels like she's being like ganged up on. Um, and then it is interesting when Wes says that, you know, Wes is obviously in the same spot at that point in the episode where he's, he's another deckhand. He says she's overreacting a bit. Um, you know, Sean, there was something really interesting there where Raina went in to like make a phone call to complain about Jake and then complain about Eddie. And, you know, Eddie brought up to her, he's like, he heard that conversation, at least the one side of it. Didn't seem like he was snooping on her. Their, their doors are like right across and they're like yeah. a foot across. So, you know, he, he just mentioned that he heard the conversation. I think Eddie was actually strong in that instance where he said, you know, listen, whatever it is. I mean, Eddie didn't seem to take it personally, but he gave her advice. He's like, watch what you say. Cause everyone can always hear everything. And maybe she's lucky. It was Jake. It, maybe she's lucky. It was Eddie that heard it. Not someone else. Yeah. John, I think a common theme of this episode is Eddie just trying to get everyone through the day. Right. Like, yeah. And he's a manager, but like, he's not in charge of the boat. He's like second or third in command. Cause I think there's another chief officer too. Like, like we said before, a lot of, uh, I don't too many chiefs, not enough Indians. I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore, but that was the old expression, right? So, uh, yeah, he's kind of between yeah. a rock and a hard place, but yeah, he's trying to get everyone yeah. through the day. And uh, I, I don't know. He's definitely in a tough spot because he doesn't see 100% of you know the conversations that are going on between Jake and you know the rest of the crew. So, he doesn't know. He he probably knows what's going on, but he doesn't know for a fact exactly how Jake is addressing Wes and Reyna and how appropriate it is, how he's doing, right? He can just see it from like a little high level. Uh, so, Sean, another thing about uh, being careful what you say, uh, I know Frazier and Heather had a couple conversations about Jessica in this episode. And, you know, Frazier, I think he brings up bringing, you know, thinking about bringing on someone else, right. Or telling Heather to start, you know, maybe we need yeah. to think about bringing on someone else. Um, you know, it's funny cause Heather has, sorry, Jessica hasn't been doing a good job. I don't. And I guess now it's getting to the point where she's doing a bad job, right? Like she's doing the exact same job she was doing probably charter one and charter two, but she hasn't progressed. So obviously Heather and Frazier have progressed as far as it comes to service. And so Jessica's just not picking it up. And so, you know, Fraser says, hey, maybe maybe it's worth replacing her. What were your thoughts on that? My my main takeaway, John, is Jess is fine. Does she have what it takes to be a second stew? Probably not. But she's an okay third stew. And you can just let her be that, right? Like not everyone needs that needs potential to grow in their job. If her job is just to be a third stew for the season, I think Heather and Fraser can leave it alone, right? I think because they want her to get better, but you can, she's passable as a third stew, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're finding like sloppy mistakes or things that aren't done, but 
you know, maybe that's part of having a third stew. They're supposed to be green, right? They're supposed to be a little yeah. raw. They're not supposed to get a hundred percent of things right. At what point is she just getting too much wrong or she's just leaving too many details out where they're, she's not living up to Heather's standards. Yeah. Uh, John, back when, uh, like a couple of years ago on below deck med, Hannah tries to fire her third stew, Casey, for lying under her CV. And Sandy just goes, I don't care. It's an entry-level position. <laughs> I don't care if she's inexperienced. That's whatever. Yeah. Like that, that was back when people were sort of like Sandy. And I always kind of like that moment. Like, I don't care. It's an entry-level yeah. position. <laughs> she's not doing anything that important. It's just really laundry and maybe some breakfasts. So... I, I don't know. I, she's okay. Yeah. The laundry room sucks, but yeah, there's, there's a point there where Jessica and Frazier kind of having a, you know, Jessica's spilling her heart out a little bit when they're cleaning cabins, just saying, I don't care anymore. This is my last stew job. I know, you know, Frazier's trying to pump her up a little bit. One, I don't think he wants to be shorthanded if she yeah. quits, but also, you know, maybe, I mean, he, he's probably a nice guy. So he doesn't want her to feel bad, but also if he pumps her up and maybe she continues to work at whatever level she's working at, or maybe even a little higher, that's easier for him. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, you, I guess that is kind of true. You do want people to get a little better as the season's going. I, maybe that's not Jess. Uh, I, I think Captain Lee would block it with Heather. You're, I don't think she yeah. has that big of a leash yet. Yeah. You're probably not wrong. There, there is an interesting point there where Frazier then goes and tells Heather you know basically what he heard Jessica say and Jessica walks in and oof, it gets a little it gets a little tense there just for a split second <laughs> like I didn't know what the heck was gonna happen uh the audacity of Heather to then be like I really have to pee now uh the good old I've gotta go pee man I, <laughs> to get out of the situation poor Jess yep. It almost seems like it was funny because it almost seemed like Frazier was just like, he just like pointed, pointed to Jessica and he's like, yeah, let's address this. Right. <laughs> and uh, Heather's just like, no, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I maybe to wrap it up, uh, you know, when Heather and Frazier were having that conversation the night before and Heather's just like the more I've seen of Jess, the less I'd like. Hmm. That's, it's so harsh. It's pretty unfair yeah. to Jess. I, I want to see if Jess just quits or if Captain Lee blocks a firing or I, something's going to happen soon. I think though. Yeah, I agree. I think that there, at some point it's going to come to pass. It does seem like Jess would be pretty good on a less intensive boat, right? One that's just not turning over that quick. Like she does have a great smile, you know, like she, she seems to have like an, I don't even know if she has an okay attitude. I think she does when she's not like overworked, but oh, yeah. like once she becomes like overworked, like I think she just wants to like shut down she becomes miserable. So I think she would be a great stew on like a less intensive boat. And this is a very intense boat. It, it is. And one thing just did help uh, during that Greek dinner. She helped the guests uh, or some of the girls like do their hair, I think. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Like that's something. Yeah. She's not giving you nothing. There's, and she was fine on service. I think. Well, 
I guess she was putting the dishes away wrong. I don't know. That's yeah, that seems a little nitpicky. I mean, it wasn't maybe it's yeah, sure. Maybe it's not her cert. Maybe it's not how Heather does everything, but you know, at some point you have to let your your team work if what they're doing is working. Yeah. Right. Like Heather, like, okay, yeah, maybe she wasn't putting it away exactly how it should be done. If it's not a big deal, like. I don't know. Now, now I'm going back to Heather's side and I'm like, well, Heather's the boss. It should be done the way she wanted. But you know, if at some point, I think you need to pick your battles. If you're Heather, if you point out every single little thing that you, that like you need Jessica to do a little differently, like at some point that's just going to become like, she'll be resentful. Right. I think you just need to, I think you just need to pick your battles a little bit better, but I mean, maybe if Jessica's doing all this stuff entirely wrong, then yeah, maybe that is an issue. Uh- uh, so, John, should we get to... Um, well, we haven't typed about the guest yet. I guess, you know, not much. They leave. And uh, on Michael's send-off, he points out that the deck team putting up the slide was one of the funniest things he's ever seen. It was a great point in the episode. I thought it was funny because he thought it was funny. He probably wasn't making a big deal about it. And Captain Lee was just mortified and Eddie was just not having it. Yeah. I think if Eddie and Jake laughed when he said that, it would have probably lightened the mood like, Oh, no big deal. Whatever. They had to wait a little extra for their slide. But no, I think you're right. I think everyone in this boat's very, there's a very serious point in the season right now. Everyone's like very on edge, and yeah, because yeah. now's the tip. Right now is like the tipping point where, like, you know, let's say there's typically eight charters, seven, eight, nine charters. Um, you know, by four, you're supposed to have everything down, but you don't always. You yeah. know, things change, right? And so, like, four is like a really weird charter where, like, you'll probably have it down by six, but the expectation is you have it down now. So yeah, right. it's a lot. It's really intense. You're learning a ton. Um, Sean, I wanted to ask you a question though. You know, let's talk about the post charter chat with Captain Lee. Mm. Um, so obviously Captain Lee's not happy. He says, you know, he says service, you guys did a good job. Rachel, you always do a good job. Deck crew, you need to improve. You know, he said the slide made the crew look bad. And he also said that the tip sucked, but I don't think that's the case. He, you know, he said the tip sucked. And we did bad, and the basically the tip reflected our bad job. But they got nineteen thousand. Like their their first charter, they got eighteen thousand. Their second charter, they got under twenty thousand. Like they were, this was, yeah, maybe it was their third, their second lowest, but it was only it was less than a grand away from their second highest. Thank you for keeping track of that. You know, I think Captain Lee, maybe he's predicting some inflation happening, which you know. It does during the fall or it happened all year. So yeah. <laughs> maybe he's trying to keep up with that. Uh yeah, there there have been seasons, John, where their highest tip was like, I think season one of Below Deck, their highest tip's twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I guess Captain Lee's standards have raised. No, I, I I gotta tell you though, man, I love it when he he's so hard in his deck crew every season. Oh yeah. And I love it. It it makes me feel alive for some reason. I don't know why. I <laughs> He's what they say if they mess they fuck up that slide again, someone's getting fired. 
I mean, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. you, you have to be able to get this down. I think one of the interesting things was the dichotomy between Eddie's management style and Captain Lee's. You know, Captain Lee's is, you know, talk softly and carry a big stick. And, you know, Eddie's like, you know, just like one of the team members. Like, I feel like people don't take him as seriously as they take Captain Lee. Captain Lee gives you the wrong smile. You're scared for three days, you know? Yeah. So, it, uh, you know, obviously Eddie go Eddie takes it on himself to in their off day or at least like the morning before they pick people up, um, have the crew go out there and redo the slot. So they said it took him about an hour. That's that's a lot. I mean, it would, but, it would take me five hours, so I'm not, not, yeah. <laughs> but, I'm not you know, criticizing. They, but now maybe they have a methodology to it. So yeah, uh, there was a there was a great line that Captain Lee had. He said, "Don't bring your smiles; you won't be needing it." When he was talking to the deck crew about a meeting. So yeah. I, I I do think Captain Lee's kind of a little disappointed in Eddie that he's not. I guess maybe like ruling as strongly as he should, or you know, being as attentive as he should, because there was one point where, you know, I think the deck crew wasn't living up to expectations and captain lee was like did you give him a talking to are they on pins and needles and eddie's like yes but they really it didn't seem like they were just seemed like eddie went down and he's like guys we got to do better like he i think he just needs to be a little bit more stern with them i know that's not his management style but i don't think what he's doing is working necessarily he's he's not double checking their work either as we see the, the next day yeah, I know we're fast forwarding a bit here, which is fine because it's the, the exact same topic where Captain Lee goes up to the bow and he's like, this isn't this isn't clean. This is trash. There's spots everywhere. And I know Raina and Wes had said, yeah, we did that entire area. And, you know, clearly they didn't. And it made Eddie look bad because, you know, he told Captain Lee they did do it. And then it also made Eddie look bad because it shows he's not double checking their work. So maybe he needs to pay a little bit more attention to detail. And I think you're going to see that maybe in the next couple of charters, if I were to guess that Eddie's just going to basically be, you know, back down to like boasting a little bit where he's just spending much more time with them because this isn't making him look good, whatever he's doing. I know he's supposed to be spending more time in the wheelhouse. Uh, Yeah. You know what? Having them practice put up the slide was a smart idea though. I'm going to, you got to give Eddie credit for that. Beautiful. Uh, Should we? Uh- uh, we got to get into the night out, though, right? Yeah, let's get into the night out. Love uh, it. So you know this this night started out with high hopes, right? There was a little bit of talk about you know Wes, Jessica, things like this. Everyone looked everyone looked great going out this time. By the way, like they did. They were yeah. just absolutely. People were. People were looking good. They were they were they were just dressed real well. Um, they, you know, they get on a boat to go over to this. It looked like some form of like a, a private beach restaurant. Yeah. Um, and they ordered some drinks. Uh, I forget the drink that Eddie ordered. I think it was it was it called like a poison, like a pill or something like that. Painkiller. Um, Painkiller. Yeah. Maybe was that it? Yeah. So, yeah, it was a painkiller, which looked pretty good. Heather ends up ordering like a, I think like a vodka soda, but they poured it so high it just ended up being vodka. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Sean, there was a couple of cringeworthy things here. Most of them involve Wes. Um, mm. He just has no game around Jessica. I'm not sure if he 
has talked to a girl recently, but she's not doing great. What were your thoughts there? Oh, John, it's it's hard to watch them flirt. And here's the thing, though. I'll give Wes this because Jess wants him to make a move, right? She just gives yes. a couple of talking interviews like, why isn't he making a move? Jess isn't great at flirting back, though. All of her topics of conversation are, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm wish sad. I was smoking weed. Yeah, I wish yeah, I was smoking like, weed. Like, look, it's a two-way street. And I kind of see where Wes is coming from. Like, oh, I think this girl likes me. But like, if all you're saying all night is, I'm tired, I want to go to bed. I'm not, I'm, maybe I'm thinking maybe you don't want to get kissed by me right now. It's fair. Yeah. Um, cab ride home, though. Because they were the cab ride together. Nothing. And then she, Sean, how much fun was the other cab having, by the way? Oh, they were hooting, hollering. They were, they were singing. What a great time in that other cab. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Jess gives him a kiss. I guess to wrap up Wes and Jess, because I hope Jess doesn't go home soon, because that means it's not happening for Wes. But Jess is the one that gives him a kiss on the cheek at night. And that's, that's it. Yeah, that seemed like a kiss for trying. Like, <laughs> hey, you tried tonight. Way to go, guy. <laughs> I she's got to get better at flirting back though. It's it's a two way street. He's real bad, but she's not doing a great job either. Yeah, that's true. Let's let's twenty twenty one. We're we're uh, equal in, uh, in flirt <laughs> flirting responsibilities, right? Uh, of course, John. Can we talk briefly, Jake and Heather? But yes, please. Before we get into the serious stuff, because yeah. I want to say they would be a hot couple. But yeah. here's where I take issue. Heather says she's into Jake, but if he was <laughs> if she was five years younger. Heather is 25 years old. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't. Yeah, five years younger. So she would have been 20. I don't know how I think I think isn't Jake. Jake has to be on the other side of 25. I think Jake's older than Heather. I don't think, I think Heather's one of those girls that only dates guys like a decade plus older than her. Yeah. Right? And I think, yeah. And, and she's in this, like, I'm so I'm career driven, things like that, which like good on her, but like, like, I feel like Malia kind of had that going a couple years yeah. ago too, where she was like so career driven. And now she's like this latest season, she was more, one of the guys than the rest of the than her previous seasons right right but she was still not date any of those guys even though yeah, they were her age or some of them yeah. were her age yep but i just mean like malia kind of like just kind of like, like loosened up her attitude on like yeah i'm career driven but i can also have fun have a good time things like that heather just seems to be in like very career driven mode like oh i wouldn't date him now because whatever but I, I I think they'd be a hot couple, but yeah, yeah I bet you Jake's older than Heather. So if she was five years younger, I like there, there are girls like this that they're not, you know, they're in college and they're dating a guy that's in their thirties and I don't know, but Heather's one of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I do know during dinner, there was that good point where uh, Jake was telling the story about what was it? He had sex with a guest, or he had, oh, he had one sex of the stews, the stews, yeah. <laughs> it's maybe, just like maybe I Heather didn't like that. Yeah, that's per- maybe that was a story that uh, Heather didn't like. Yeah, but that was very on brand for Jake. Um, and uh, 
you know, post dinner, because I realized dinner took about like 30 seconds other than the Jake story. Yeah. Um, post dinner, um, it was pretty interesting. You know, Heather and Jake cuddle, Wes and Raina bond over some uh, some darts. Um, everyone kind of broke off there. Eddie just s- sat on his own for a little bit. I don't even remember where Rachel was. I just think she went to the bathroom or something. Yeah. Um, but obviously then the night starts to drag a little bit, you know, um, but then there obviously is that point where Raina and Heather are walking out of the bathroom together. Um, Raina uses the N word and Heather. She repeats uh, it, right? I mean, she repeats it. Yeah. She repeats, she repeats what she it, says. Yeah. 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 She repeats what um, Raina says. And, you know, Raina seems to brush it off at the time. Um, but, you know, obviously it comes up a little bit, obviously it comes up later in this episode. Mm. Uh, but I, I actually found like, other than like, obviously that was a huge issue, but I felt like the night kind of like dragged on here. Right. Heather's like walking around looking for a purse. Eddie's just like curled up in the outdoor love seat. Like, I feel like these guys rented out the restaurant for the entire night. So they were like, Oh yeah, you could be here until midnight. Yeah. And they just took advantage of that. Well, also like, when the you know when that when the work when heather said that production just cut the music there was like it was a weird moment below deck i was like what just i i remember i was just like i i didn't really hear her say the first time so i'm like what just happened yeah i rewound i'm like oh damn um and then obviously when they go back in the boat um i believe it's heather jake and rena all hanging out i think jake at that time still thinks he has a chance with heather Yep. <laughs> That's why he's still up. Um, and then I think they're like kind of singing a rap song. I believe so, right? And yeah, Heather does it again. And you know, John, you know, tough conversation, especially you know, we're two white guys. Um here's basically like my where I land on it. I think when Heather was called out by Rena, like hey you know, you shouldn't say that with cancel culture and everything. Heather probably realized in that moment, like I'm on camera and kind of panicked. And like, if any viewers at home are out on Heather now, that's, I totally get it. And that's not something Heather can control, but it seemed like Raina at at that moment was like cool with making things right in this situation. And Heather blew it by kind of being like, oh, I didn't say that. Mm. Right. I mean, you can't like, Yep. If you're a viewer at home, if you're especially if you're a black viewer and you're like, uh, what's the audacity of Heather to say that? Like, I'm out. You know, Heather can't change that. But like, if Raina this is maybe just looking for a quick apology, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought Heather really blew that situation. Yeah, obviously, it's not a good look for Heather. I think she could have handled it differently. I don't know how she could have handled it where it would have been okay. But yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. Um, you know, Sean, obviously, as you mentioned, you know, we can't relate to what Raina would was going through in that situation. So we're not going to, you know, pretend. However, we can discuss the rest of the episode and, you know, we can continue to, you know, discuss everyone's actions. And obviously knowing that that's going on in probably the back of Raina's mind. Actually, it's probably going on in the back of Heather's mind, too, because, right. uh, you know, but um you know, it's pretty interesting there. And I think Raina got, she's in a little tough situation there because she's probably trying to digest what's going on. But at the same time, 
um, she doesn't like have like her cl- close confidants or friends there. So um, yeah, maybe right. she feels like she's on like a little bit of an island there. Um, you know, I know towards the end of the episode, actually at the very end of the episode, she told Eddie um, that Heather said that um, it seemed a little bit like Raina said that as an excuse as to why she was distracted or dismissive of Eddie earlier in that episode. So I don't know if she was kind of, you know, like, like HR always says, if you have like a harassment complaint, go to your boss. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if she was going to Eddie for that context. Like, Hey, I have a complaint or if she's saying, this is why, I, this is why I might've been dismissive. I mean, obviously she told Wes and Frazier beforehand and um, you know, so she, I don't know how Eddie's going to handle it. I know, I think Raina brought this up at the end of the night. You know, Eddie's basically in his bunker already. Um, you know, they kind of cut the episode like right after that. So I don't know how Eddie's going to handle it. I think it, right. it could go a lot of different ways here. Um, you know, does Captain Lee get involved? Things like that. Um, I know Eddie got a little crucified on, um, you know, on, on Twitter for telling Raina to separate personal issues from work. Um, you know, I think what Eddie, maybe Eddie was trying to get at the fact that, you know, he, he still needs her, he needs her to operate at a high level and, you know, maybe that they'll also deal with this, but, um, we will see how this plays out and how, who gets involved, how they get involved. We just don't know right now. Right. And I thought like Eddie had a few good moments there because he, he kind of like, he's like, Hey, you have the capabilities to move up in this, in this field. So he, he's trying to make it more about her job performance. Cause that's, that's why she came there in the first place. Yep. Cause Eddie called her and Wes out for not cleaning the boat properly. Rena was rolling her eyes at Eddie during that meeting. And now Rena's come back to apologize. And like, this is new territory for Eddie. And Eddie's like, Hey, if I heard Heather say that, like it wouldn't have been okay. Yeah, we, we don't know what he's going to do next. He might go to Captain Lee next or, you know, I mean, also, I'm not really sure these situa- situations work. Rena didn't really tell Eddie to go to Captain Lee about it. So, yeah, it's it's tough. And I don't know, Eddie's just trying to get through the day. Uh, we'll see. That, that'll, that'll yeah. be interesting. Uh, like you said, it, it seems like Rena and Heather are on the boat the entire the entire season, but sometimes it just seems that way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't, we don't know more till we know more. So, um, so Sean, uh, do you have anything else? I've got, I've got a couple honorable mentions here. Um, obviously this was a heavy episode. You know, we, we try to keep things light on this podcast. I think that's the nature of yeah. it. It's supposed to be kind of in a, escape from everything else that's going on in people's lives. I mean, I think even the show is really, that's one of the big dimensions. So um, anything else here uh, before we go into honorable mentions and then uh, uh, we'll go into who won, who lost the episode. No, I do want to point out uh, that the whole Rina Heather thing, that's just every season of the real world in the early two thousands, this would be an entire episode. (laughs) It's it's just funny. Reality TV has changed a lot, but Yeah. uh, yeah. Now I've got, uh, I've got one, maybe two. Okay. So Nicole, Nicole was Michael's daughter mm-hmm. uh, of the charter guests. 
and Nicole takes her top off in front of her dad to go into a hot tub. What, like, what? I don't have a daughter. I'm not a girl. I don't know, like, those rules, but, I mean, I can't imagine many women would take their top off in front of their dad. I think it's just a weird, and it's just because it's weird for everybody, right? It is, but I think there's something about being on a boat. I, I can't imagine what happens on these on these charters when there's not cameras around. I think people really oh, lose yeah. their people really lose their inhibitions real fast. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that was that was super weird. Why? Yeah. Did, I don't get why she like no one else was topless. Why did she have to? <laughs> to each their own. Uh, yeah. So Sean, next week we get uh, it looks like Chelsea and Michael Ganella. Um, mm. Chelsea's going to have her jaw wired shut. So seems like a lot of smoothie action for Rachel in the kitchen. Yeah. What's the point of going on charter? <laughs> no idea. I, I, would, I, yeah. I think they said they're celebrating something. I can't really remember, but that like, we'll, we'll figure it out, but gosh, that's gotta be a nightmare. That'll um, be something. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, Sean, let's get into it. Who won? Who lost the episode? Who'd you have? This is tough. I I picked Rena for winning because the episode just sort of belonged to her. She was the main character, right? I don't think you can yeah. argue with that. Right. Um, and look, I think she took some L's during it as far as like her performance on deck. But I just feel like I learned a whole lot more about her and sort of what makes her tick. And I like I, I personally just liked how she handled the the everything with Heather initially and you know, we'll see how things play out. Like, like we said, I can't relate to what it's like to be like, hear that word in front of you. But uh, I don't know. I thought she was cool in that moment with Heather and we'll see, but also Eddie told her she had potential to grow in this industry. So. Yeah. Good on her. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think you're right. I think she, I think you're right in the fact that the episode really, focused on her so screen time you know you could argue she won it um i know you kind of stole my thunder but i was gonna say michael won the episode he was the the, obviously the charter primary but i just thought it was so funny how he brought up like how funny it was to watch the crew deck how how much Mm. the deck crew put up the slide and like how much trouble they had with it he's like oh that was great when really he was just causing so much like animosity in in front of everybody i just i just thought it was great I mean, I think it wasn't he the beer distributor too. Yeah, yeah, oh so yeah. I'll say, Co- I'll say he won the. Yeah, he's a Colorado guy, so of course he won the episode. You're gonna you're gonna apply for that job soon. Yeah, know. absolutely. I'll be his number two. Um, um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you're right, and I don't think that that final meeting between Eddie and Rena doesn't happen if Michael doesn't say that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. that 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 caused ripples. I think what looks like it's going to be throughout the season. So, yeah. Um, so Sean, who'd you have losing the episode? Uh, I kind of, I picked Heather and Wes. Um, Heather, we obviously know, you know what she said, even if it doesn't, it probably wasn't malicious intent. I would hope it was just her, but it was like more of an audacity thing. Like, Hey, you can't say that. Right. Even like whatever her intent was, it's like, if Rena's not cool with it, or if anyone's not cool with it, you know, that's not something you need to say. Um, right. And I think she came off like kind of unlikable of everything with Jess too. So yeah. Heather, not great. But then also Westman, 
it's not that hard <laughs> it isn't and it, like i like i said jess isn't good at floating back but i don't know like hold her hand yeah do something um you know give it give it a shot if she if, if she doesn't like you that's fine but um there's only so many i felt like they were just like counting constellations tonight like they were doing anything but uh trying to flirt uh so sean i i also you know i basically had heather losing the episode but i also thought like maybe like i thought it was tough for the audience i thought it was unfortunate for the audience too right like yeah you know like i think like and granted i'm not saying that like it's below deck should be or it's fans or ignorant of what's going on in the world but sometimes you like to use tv as an escape from yeah you know just like you know the the everyday struggles that we that you know we all go through in in obviously different ways um but now you know this is you know kind of obviously now there's racial issues coming to the forefront um which is important in these day and age obviously um but if people are using you know things like below deck tv just as an escape from um i guess the strifes that they have in in the day that now this is uh it may not be an option for them anymore so yeah um you know uh i just thought really there was no winner there was you know if there there may not have been a a strong winner but i think there were a lot of losers um, i agree one, obviously starting and ending with with heather um sean let's get into our question of the week what do you got all right this is just plain and simple is Eddie a good first officer so far so i would just yeah i was gonna say I, just read his performance yeah i'm gonna can i punt and say it's too soon to tell but i, I yeah i mean i really think obviously how he handles this latest situation that we don't know how he handles it yet could tip the scales, but it doesn't seem like captain Lee's overly happy with how he's doing. So I, you know, maybe it's part of the bumps and bruises that go along the way, but is moderate an option? Is he doing a moderate job? I think that's fair. And look, ultimately he's going to, I think he's going to succeed because it's Eddie and captain Lee. Captain Lee's going to make sure he succeeds. He loves Eddie. But, you know, John, I think you were right. He appointed the lead that came a little too early. And I think Jake's good at his job, but just it caused resentment from, Re- from Rena. Dude, the lead deckhand is – there should never be a lead deckhand. All it does is cause dr- unnecessary drama. People who were at one point your equal are now your boss. People don't like it. They hate it. And all it does is it makes Wes and Rena resent Jake. Yeah, yeah, right. Because if Rena thinks she sells a shadow lead deckhand, she—I I don't know. Like, I think things would be a little different. I think he—that was a mistake. Yep. And even though I agreed with it at the time, now I'm—I'm I'm going back on it. And man, his Achilles heel is that slide, and it's just still haunting him. It does. You can never <laughs> get it down. Oh, poor Eddie. So yeah. okay, I agree. It's too early to tell, but I thought he'd be doing doing a little better right now. Yeah. So, you know, he's still got some charters to go. So, um, so Sean, let's jump into some life advice here. Uh, we got our guy calling in about a, um, 
work romance. He says, mm. I need help with a coworker crush. I'm a 26 year old male recently got a promotion at my job, which relocated me to a new location. I've been working here for four months and I am a store manager. I have a 21 year old assistant manager. Of course, over these last four months, I've gotten to know her really well and vice versa. The more we work together, the more we chat and learn about each other. I've developed a huge crush on her where the point where I'm thinking about her all the time. I'm very professional and business oriented person and she is too. I've worked really hard to get where I am and I make good money. So I don't want to do anything to jeopardize that. At the same time, I don't want to miss my opportunity to potentially be with her. I get the sense that she likes me too, but I'm not certain. I really want to tell her how I feel, but if she doesn't feel the same way, I don't want things to be awkward between us. How should I bring this up and also maintain a professional relationship? Mm. I can deal with the rejection without being awkward. I just don't want to make her uncomfortable at the workplace. Mm. Sean, that's a tough one. I feel like uh, I'll, I'll let you go first here, but I feel like our guy wants to maybe have his cake and eat it too, as far as you know, telling her how he feels, but also maintaining a professional relationship. Yeah. It's a tough one. I agree. I, I kind of this two parts. I think the first part's kind of easy. Like you don't need to tell her how you feel, but you find a way to hang out with her kind of in a group's friend group setting outside of work. And maybe everyone at the job goes out to like dinner someday for like, you know, a pseudo Christmas party or just goes and grabs drinks after a shift. And then so make sure it's outside of work and then kind of ask her then like, hey, would you want to hang out one-on-one -on, -one on a separate occasion? You don't need to profess your love to her like you're a gym from the office, but, you know, just ask her then. And if she says, yeah, like I'd like to go on a date with you, you know your answer. Here's the second part though. Here's the thing to watch out for. You know, if she says yes and you guys start dating, our guys to be honest with himself. Is he a jealous or insecure guy? Because I'm guessing this girl's attractive, at least in some way, right? I mean, you have you already have a crush on her. But here's the thing. I'm guessing other guys at the store will probably start talking to her too. Maybe they're just friends. I mean, probably. But a lot of guys can't handle their girlfriends having like platonic male friends. And if you're a jealous or insecure guy and every time you're working with her, you see her talking to like a male coworker and you have a problem with that or that that gives you trouble concentrating at work this is a no-go then like mm. right I, I jen have you ever yeah. dated a co-worker no nah, i've never dated a co-worker yeah um, me either no i've never dated a co-worker um yeah if I you're say, like i don't even really well a couple years back when i was in new york i did socialize with my co-workers a lot but i mean i work remotely now so not anymore <laughs> yeah but like so I never have either, and I'm not even like a jealous guy, but a lot of guys are, especially guys in their mid twenties. I, I don't know. Are you just, yeah. it's like constant every time you're working with her, I don't know. Just be I honest like, with yourself. Like I like her, how you're giving our guy a lot of credit here. You're already putting him in the hypothetical where he's, <laughs> it's his girlfriend. Um, yeah. No, I mean, and I think that makes sense because you want to know like the type of person you are, like, Hey, if this becomes a thing, how am I going to handle working with her? I think that's important because you kind of, what's it like the, uh, you're kind of letting, you know, the what, can of worms or something like that. If you open this can of worms, what, how are you going to be in this situation? Yeah. I think that makes sense. I think it's really tough to 
you know, tell her how you feel, but also maintain that professional relationship. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you can. Yeah. Like there's going to be a another factor to this professional relationship. I mean, maybe, you know, Sean, maybe Sean's right here and you just kind of like slow play this into the fact where like, it would be like a no brainer for her to say, yes, I'd I'd like to date you. Um, But if you do it too early, and then, you know, I think if you want it, if you tell her now, you have to get, you know, you have to say explicitly like, hey, if, if you're not into this, we just, we shut this down right now and we continue, because I want to continue to be able to work together. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Uh, but, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. If she says no, like to the, no to the date, then you got to move on immediately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you just have to say, hey, I, you know, and I, I respect that. And I, I, you know, would love to continue to work with you in a professional setting. I think we work well together and yeah, maybe it is going to be awkward from there on out. I don't know. You'll never know. Sometimes in life, you got to take risks. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest risks is you're trying to date a coworker that could impact your job or her job from a, you know, I don't know what the workplace protocol there is. Um, mm. so, you know, think- you're, you're taking a couple of risks here. If you think it's worth it, do it. Um, if you don't think it's worth it, then don't. Yeah, it, I'm sure HR thinks this is frowned upon, but like people do stuff that's frowned upon all the time. Sure. It's not It's not illegal. It's just your company doesn't want you to do it because of the issues, but that's that doesn't stop people really. That's fair. <laughs> just, um, all right. So, uh, so I think that's life advice here, Sean. Um, I want to ask the listeners to please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you found us. Um, we're on Twitter at overboard underscore pod sean is at below deck sean and i'm below deck john um send in some more life advice below deck pod gmail.com send in what you're thinking and we'll try to answer where we can thank you john thank you everyone bon voyage